Hey friends, welcome back to the Babyweight Nutritionist Podcast. So we just wrapped up the March Madness Mama Movement Challenge over in the Facebook group and it was so much fun. And one lucky mama won a $50 Amazon gift card to support at-home mama movement. So thanks to everybody who participated in the participated in that challenge and if you missed it you can still catch all the videos up in the free Facebook group um it was really helpful content I mean so I could see light bulb moments left and right happening from everybody who participated and it was just so much fun so if you're not over there go check it out you can click the link down in the show notes and get over there Today is just going to be a super light episode. Uh, I'm going to share with you my postpartum journey and how it's going. I've been bringing the fire and helping you left and right with all sorts of free content. And today I'm just going to kind of give you a little look at some of the behind the scenes and how it's going now that my baby is, what is she, 14 weeks old, 15 weeks old, something like that. Hey mama, this is the Babyweight Nutritionist Podcast where you can leave the burden of baby weight behind so you finally feel comfortable in your body. This podcast is for you if you are looking for faith-fueled nutrition and health tips that actually work during this crazy season of raising babies and kids. It's time to ditch calorie counting, nighttime sweets, binges, and constant worrying about food and weight so you can become the healthy, happy mom that you always prayed you would be. Let's do this, friend. Okay, so let's do this. When I got pregnant this time around, I was already doing this business, running this business, helping moms just like you feel better in your bodies, uh, you know, eat better, move better, and really just improve your health. And it was weird for me because I that's this is the first pregnancy that I've like actually been running my private practice, my online business, and I didn't really know how it was gonna go. <laughs> you see so many accounts on Instagram of people who are like showcasing their bumps and you know, have all these super cute pictures, and there was a lot of pressure (laughs) because, you know, social media, and you want to do it perfectly, and so I just, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I couldn't just put myself out there like that. I couldn't stage all the cute pictures. I couldn't, you know, just make it look like everything was perfect and like I was an angel with this pregnancy. (laughs) And that's really kind of how my postpartum period is going too. I recently put up something, a picture of my pregnant belly right before I had my daughter. And you know, it's not, it's not a glamorous shot by any means. It it was me in the bathroom in my bra. (laughs) And I kind of, you know, doctored the picture a little bit so it doesn't look so just crappy. But that was my pregnant belly. And I said, you know, here's how I lost all of my baby weight. And then I'm like, just kidding, because it doesn't matter. The weight, the number on the scale doesn't matter. There's other things that matter so much more. You know, how 
I'm feeling in my body, how you're feeling in your body, how you're moving, your mental health, all of those things matter so much more. So the pressure on me to just like put myself out there as this poster child of a healthy pregnancy and healthy postpartum period, it was just too much. And it still is too much. So I'm just going to share with you a little bit of the real life stuff that's happening over here after my fourth baby. So let me back up a little bit. After my first baby, I was really able to move real, real quickly. Like I was, let's see, only 25, I think, 25. And even though I had a C-section, I was able to start running four weeks after that. And I don't know how, I don't know why. I think it might just be age and the fact that I was in a whole in really good shape back then because I was teaching classes at a gym and I don't know just different and now after this pregnancy you know I have four human beings that I have to take care of every day and even you know I just haven't had the time over the last seven years to really go to the gym I haven't literally not had a gym membership since before my son my first son was born and I'm just in a different place. And so my body is recovering differently. I had, my first baby was my only C-section. I've had three V-backs since. But each recovery just seems to take a little bit longer the farther I get. And this time, in particular, it was like my body just really wanted me to do this so, so slowly. <clears throat> Excuse me so slowly. So I, um, I didn't do much walking the first couple of days. I just kind of sat around holding my baby and watching my kids play, (laughs) relying on my husband for a lot of the work around the house. And then slowly started with a walk around the block. And then I would have to pull back and you know, when your body has to pull back, you know, when you are just throbbing down below and you are tired. If you're tired, you're not able to show up as well for your family. And that's really the most important thing in the postpartum period, you know, taking care of yourself and being present, being there. So I would have to pull back. And another indicator, I mean, you guys, I know you have noticed this and it's weird as a mom you know, you have been there and I'm just going to go ahead and lay it out. Whenever you're postpartum and you're still bleeding, if you are pushing it too hard, your bleeding increases. If you're recovering and everything's going in the right direction, your bleeding slows down and stops. But then that day that you walk too far, that day that you push it too far, it starts again. So that's a really good indicator for you. If you're in that postpartum period, like right after your baby's born, you know, are you causing yourself to bleed? And I, it's not like you have to do anything outrageous. It could be stress. It could be, you know, walking too quickly to the mailbox and back. They'll, all those things will cause you to bleed. So pay attention and take care of yourself. <laughs> so I would, you know, after my this being my fourth pregnancy, it was like, okay, I know that I need to pull back. I know if I worked too hard yesterday. So I took it really slow really, really slow. And only it was that 13 weeks. That's when I finally felt like moving 
harder, moving more intensely, actually throwing in some squats and lunges. And that just was okay with me. No expectations, no um, no desire to do it fast to show the world how it should be done, to show you how your postpartum period should look and how you should just bounce back. Nope. I was able to let that go. And I'm pretty proud of myself for that. So speaking of the the word bounce back, somebody just this last weekend saw me for the first time after having my baby. And he said, oh my gosh, talk about a bounce back. Look at how skinny you are now. Look at this. And just went on and on. And of course, that's the person's personality. But it actually made me really uncomfortable because what I am trying to convey to you is that it doesn't matter what size you are. What matters is how you feel. So I felt a little weird, like feeling good about the compliment, but also wanting to say, hey, why don't you ask me how I feel instead of how I look? Like that, it wasn't the time for that conversation. It's not the person to have that conversation with, but I'm just going to say it was weird. And it kind of hurt my heart because maybe you're in a body that, you know, doesn't or didn't quote bounce back. And maybe it's taking you a little bit longer. And my heart went out for all the moms in that position. And like, okay, thank you, genetics, that you supported me in this. Thank you, you know, that I have had this opportunity to really understand and dive in and outline a eating plan that worked for me. But my heart went to those of you who haven't been there yet. So if you're in that, in that side of it, on that side of it, where it's like your body didn't, quote, bounce back, I can help you. I can help you get there with my baby weight program and I can, you know, show you how to eat, how to move in a way that feels good and feels natural. But I don't know, this isn't really supposed to be an educational episode. This is just kind of my story and I'm just kind of sharing you my with you my thoughts. And that was weird. That was really weird. <laughs> Anywho, moving on. I've also had this really weird feeling in my lower abdomen and I was questioning if it was diastasis recti um, because I felt super super weak for weeks super weak like I would go on a quicker walk and it would hurt and I was questioning if it was diastasis recti and it it wasn't my doctor felt it out and she's like no you're fine so I guess it's again just my body saying yo take it slower you've had four kids (laughs) and I talked to one of my sisters about it and she just had her first baby this last year and she was like remember when I had my baby and you told me hey it's okay to take it slow your body needs to go slow she was like yeah you should listen to that (laughs) so I don't have any issues with my abs just it feels weird um let's see what else is happening behind the scenes over here? We're still homeschooling, and I'm just going to say homeschooling with a newborn is not that hard. You know what's home? What's hard? Homeschooling with a two-year-old. <laughs> homeschooling with your two-year-old around, that's hard. So, I don't know. If you're, having a new, if you're having a baby and you're already homeschooling, don't be afraid. It's not that bad. But it's the two-year-olds you should fear. <laughs> My sweet daughter. 
<laughs> uh, next thing, I've had to kind of go a little bit non-dairy. Um, it's not super strict. So with one of my babies, uh, is my second, he would, he was just writhing in pain in the evenings. And I had to really like, I was, we were struggling, man. We were struggling. My husband left for, uh, training in California and I was, I, it was hard. We were having a very hard time. And then I cut out dairy and he was better. He wasn't in pain. He wasn't projectile vomiting. It was like, it's it's not night and day because it doesn't happen over one night. It happens over a period of like a week or more where the proteins in the dairy are leaving the baby's body. But after they were gone, it was like night and day. He was a different baby. And oh my gosh, I am so thankful that we were able to figure that out. But right now, it's not an issue with my current daughter of of um pain necessarily it was her eczema oh my gosh i truly didn't know that dairy could cause such bad eczema in a baby and just to be clear i'm eating dairy i'm not feeding my child my my infant dairy products i was eating dairy and it was causing eczema in her she's breastfeeding we're breastfeeding so i cut it out and again it wasn't instantly but it was when the dairy left my body, so she was no longer getting it herself, it was night and day. Her skin cleared up like crazy. I mean, no amount of moisturizing was having the same effect. I was using Aquaphor and the right lotions and all the things and trying to do it uh, that way. And once I cut dairy out, it was like, I kid you not, it was like I saw her face for the first time. All the pimples went away, all the redness went away, all her itching and her uncomfortableness went away. So if, you know, you're thinking, well, I, if, you know, cutting things out while breastfeeding, that sucks. Think about your little one, you know, look at her or him and just, you'll see such a difference and it's amazing. I swear, I saw my baby's face for the first time, my sweet girl. Okay, um, those are the main things that are happening over here as far as like my postpartum journey. But I just also want to share this in case you didn't realize it. We are moving to Germany. Yeah, we're moving to Germany. Um, my husband's in the army and we've been stuck here at Fort Bliss, El Paso for five years. That is so long in military terms, military times. That's so long to live in one location. And it's been a struggle. It's had its ups. It's had its downs. We've been close to family. And, you know, that's had its ups and that's had its downs. But in about five weeks, we leave. But we're not leaving immediately to Germany. We're going to go live on the East Coast for three months. My husband has another training. And fortunately, with our current lifestyle, with my current job, with our homeschooling, you know, we don't have any more strings here. We're able to pack up and go, and we're going to live there in an Airbnb, Air, Airbnb, and B&B, <laughs> an Airbnb for um, three and a half months or so, and then we move to Germany in August, and this is quite, like, I, I don't know, this is quite the experience. We've never lived overseas. We've never had an Oconus move that's overseas, and we're just so excited. But all the feelings that come with it. 
all the feelings of raising kids in an Airbnb and overseas, and especially with a war in Ukraine, and I'm moving to Europe. Yeah, I I can't wrap my mind around that, and it's scary, and it's anxiety-inducing, and it's sad, and so I just, what I want out of this episode, (laughs) please pray for an end to that war. Please join me in praying for that. (laughs) It's terrifying. (sighs) Last thing. Last thing. Since we're moving to Germany, my family's learning German. And that's not a language I ever thought we would learn. We've um, been on and off with the kids practicing Spanish over the years. I can communicate adequately in Spanish. Uh, My time at the hospital here in El Paso and the long-term care facility I worked at, I had to speak Spanish. I had to just do it. I had to get over my fears and do it. Um, And so Spanish is, and well, and my husband, he's Hispanic and his family speaks it. And, you know, my, like, that's my culture. I'm not Hispanic inherently, but half of my family is my in-laws and my step family and like that's just who we are and so Spanish has been our language of focus but now we're committed to learning German and we are making leaps and bounds because of this program I'm using and I'm actually going to share with you about the program in a different episode so look for that in the very near future because I will be able to um get you access to that program at a super discounted price. So stay tuned for more info on that. Anyway, this episode was just a little bit about what's going on in my postpartum journey, how it's going. I hope you enjoyed this. Um, again, I, I want to just say thank you for being here with me and thank you if you listen to this whole thing. So I ask that you join me in prayer right now as we pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this opportunity to get to know each other so my listeners can hear me and I can get to know them in the free Facebook group and just in all the messages that I have Lord I thank you for this opportunity to share my postpartum journey and I pray that it can help somebody who is in the same position or who is pregnant and wondering what a postpartum experience should look like or could look like, Lord, I just pray that you help us to nurture our bodies, nurture our babies, and be present in this time. I pray for an end to the war in Ukraine. I pray that you just, God, touch all the leaders who are making decisions in this, and I pray for peace. I pray for peace in the world, peace in the hearts of the mamas who are listening. Peace in my heart, Lord. Amen. All right. Thanks, guys. Glad you're here and see you next time.